All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn, episode 99, more sports. We got a little Jerry Jones, strong thoughts on him, the NFL coaching carousel. And what would an episode be if I didn't rip on the DeWitts some more, the owners of the St. Louis Cardinals? Fun episode, quick episode, easy listen. All right, we are back for episode 99. 99. Now, if you look at, uh, for those of you that use like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff, it'll say like episode, I don't know, 103, or actually all of them, Podbean, whatever, episode 103 or 104, something like that. Truth be told, I did two bonus episodes that I didn't count as actual episodes, and, but mainly, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing when I first started doing these, and I put like three of them out twice, and they counted those. So, this is episode 99. Now, it's also going to be more sports. For those of you that are like, man, he's been a lot of sports lately. Well, uh, that's true, but if you just go back two episodes to episode 97, an exclusive interview with Cat Williams, and then also, I think episode 94... Christmas uh, impersonations, impersonations, improv laughter, Christmas edition, where there's fun stuff. We did Christmas lists. We did all kinds of stuff. So, yes, a little more sports here lately, but episode 100 here coming up, as long as everything goes according to plan, is going to be a very special episode with some special guests. Uh, it will not be sports related, but it will be a lot of fun, as long as they show up. Haha, <laughs> just kidding, but they've been here once before. And they're going to come back, and it should be a lot of fun. So, that will be episode 100 next week. But for now, let's talk about this one. I have more thoughts on all this stuff going on. And before I get into, uh, you know, the NFL coaching carousel and blah, 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 I uh, there was something that um, I wanted to bring up real quick. Um, okay, Rams play the Lions last week. And... Um, Matthew Stafford, tough SOB, great quarterback, got hurt once, came back. Now, late in the game, he gets destroyed, gets sacked, okay? Gets hit high, gets hit low, everything. His hand immediately kind of like, fingers kind of like curl up, and his eyes roll back in his head when he's on the ground. Then he pops up real quick, grabs his ribs, and limps off to the sideline like his ribs are hurt, okay? At the time, it's kind of like, well, I don't quite see it, but, you know, maybe that must have been what happened, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is what's juicy. Uh, and I I was watching uh, or I was watching Dan Patrick the other day, and this is how I uh, – but as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what happened. So, he gets blasted. He, his fingers do that thing. His eyes roll back in his head, and he's immediately thinking, concussion. So he hops up, grabs his ribs to throw the refs off the scent, and immediately runs off the off to the sideline. Goes under the blue tent, comes back out. He's back in the game. Everybody thinks it's his ribs. So, and there's been a bunch of NFL players 
that don't play anymore. And, you know, Stafford's a wily vet who say, yes, that's, that, that's something they do. So they won't uh, get tested for a concussion. So if you go back and watch that, it makes sense. And I think it's pretty juicy. I mean, I'm not saying uh, it's good or bad or whatever. I'm just, I, I was just saying like, okay, they, they, they showed the replay several times and he was holding his ribs and all this. And I was just like, I don't see anything with the ribs, but he got hit really, really hard. And then you, sh- and then going back and watching it, it's like, that's what I'll, I bet you almost anything. That's what he did. He's just like, okay, hold the ribs, run off. They'll test that. I'm good. I go back in the game and when really, <clears throat> you know, like I said, fingers all gnarled eyes in the back of his head, concussion stuff. So, <clears throat> Sorry, I found that interesting. I found that very interesting. That's a little side thing. Now, let's get to some things that have happened in the last couple days. Uh, first of all, the last episode I had, I was talking about how uh, I figured uh, everybody was figuring that Jerry Jones was going to hire Belichick, get rid of McCarthy. Not so fast. McCarthy's staying. Cowboys fans rejoice. Whatever, Boosh. I'm sure they're not happy. But I got to thinking about it, and I was like, okay. Uh, I, was, I was surprised at first, and then I thought, why, 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 why does this surprise me? Because with McCarthy's coaching, it can all still be about Jerry, okay? This whole thing, you can say whatever you want about, yes, this last game, Dak didn't play very well. Dan Quinn, really, honestly, if you're going to blame somebody for that game, his defense gave up 48 points. McCarthy, Quinn, Dak, all that. Blame whoever you want. Fire whoever you want. But this whole thing's on Jerry Jones. Because he uh, obviously wants to make it all about him. But if you look at this situation, you got Belichick. Belichick comes in. It's not going to be about Jerry. It's going to be about Belichick. Harbaugh comes in. Not going to be about Jerry. It's going to be about Harbaugh. McCarthy stays. Still about Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. He's all about him, and that's why they haven't haven't done a damn thing in the last close to 30 years because he wants it all about him. He wants his little puppets that he can have, you know, his head coaches. I'll go through a list of them here in a minute, but uh, McCarthy stays. Jerry still gets all the mics in his face after the game, and Jerry, he gots to have the mics in his face after the game. He just gots to. That's what he lives for. So you bring in Belichick, I don't get the mics in my face anymore. I bring in hardball. I don't get the mics in my face anymore. They get them and I need them. So that's why you say whatever you want about this, or that, whatever. But that's why McCarthy's there because Jerry can still make it all about Jerry. In my opinion. And if you look back at all these coaches that he got, okay, Jimmy Johnson left because it was all about Jimmy Johnson. Where's Jerry? Jerry didn't get it. Wasn't getting no attention. It was all about Jimmy. Jimmy had to go. Barton Barry Switzer, that's a little different. He was there four years. He tried it with Parcells, too. But some of these other guys, I even have my trusty little. Chan, okay, Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy. What do they all have in common? It's still all about Jerry when they're coaching, baby. I still get some mics in my face. That's what it's all about with him. He's got to have his puppets. Notice how Parcells didn't last long, three years, something like that. He's like, okay, screw this. This is uh, ridiculous. I mean, so this whole thing, you can say whatever you want about Dak, which, by the way, I said it last episode, who are you going to find better than him? You know, you're going to find somebody, he's a top 8 to 10 quarterback in the NFL. 
who you're going to find. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the talent is there. They've won 12 games. That doesn't matter. None of it matters. McCarthy, again, everybody thought he'd get fired because Belichick's out there. But nope, because, again, Belichick's there. It's all about Belichick. Harbaugh's there. It's all about Harbaugh. It's got to be about Jerry. And that's why Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, that's why they've all been there this whole time. So Jerry gets the mics in his face. How many times have I said that? A lot. But I like saying it. Okay. So that's my thought on uh, Jerry Jones keeping Mike McCarthy. Everybody was surprised. I was surprised when I first heard it that I got to thinking about it like, no, really? It's not surprising. So there's that. Now, uh, Belichick is having a second interview come up with the Falcons. I feel like the Falcons are kind of a sleeping giant because they have the last three years in the first round, they've drafted a position player who's very talented. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson. They need a quarterback, but uh, they can get a quarterback. They're a quarterback away from being really good. Defense is fine. Um, and Belichick's probably thinking, okay, if you think about how he, uh, what he did with Brady all those years, don't worry about, don't think about how the Dolphins and Bills are now and the Jets to a certain extent. Like back in the day, here's what happened with the Patriots, with uh, Belichick and Brady. For the most part, they would steamroll their division and they'd get home field in the playoffs and somebody'd have to go there and beat them. And then they, and then voila, then you're going. Okay. So he probably sees that because right now that division is not. <clears throat> it's the worst in football. You got the Panthers, yipes. You got the Saints, and you got the Bucks. And I know the Bucks are playing right now, but they're not. That that division's for the taking, and Belichick probably sees that, and he sees the same situation that he saw when he had Brady in New England. Just be the best team in that division, blast everybody in that. You know, you beat them everybody twice. You get you know the wins stack up, and then you got home field, and you just keep you know that's the same type of. Uh, formula i can see him thinking uh with the falcons now um they got to get a quarterback so i'm sure that'll be part of it but um the only difference with belichick is like i said that last episode i don't know if he still had i i don't know if uh i don't know if he still has um the coaching acumen i mean again look at the last two years of the patriots hello so uh, I have no idea if uh, he still got it or not, but I can see an Arthur Smith, you know, uh, I can see that whole situation working out. Could be wrong, but I can see Belichick to the Falcons. And I don't, and I don't think that's a bad spot for anybody. Cause like I said, their offense is loaded. They just had Arthur Smith as their coach. You talk about fantasy. Okay. Arthur Smith, man. And I'm going to rip on him because he's a like his family's billionaires in real life, so it's like he's not hurting or anything. So okay, I fantasy football people people across the country just despise this man because uh, it's like he'd do stuff just to spite fantasy football players. You got B. John Robinson, he wouldn't give him the ball; he'd give it to like Cordell Patterson, Tyler Algier, who's a nice running back, but uh, and just be super smug and a dick in all of his press conference and and everything, and. Uh, just could not stand him at all 
one of my leagues, I ended up trading Bijan Robinson because I'm like, he's he's not going to be what he should be just because of this fella trying to watch my whatever, but isn't going to use him the way he should. And uh, I am glad Arthur Smith is gone and I can say all that stuff now because it's not like messing with his livelihood because, again, his family is extremely, extremely rich. So he's going to be fine, but glad he's gone. And get somebody in there that'll use those guys the way that you should. If you've got you've got a lot of uh, weapons there, a lot of talent. So, Lana's not a bad gig. Uh, Chargers. It looks like uh, well, okay, this uh, this is all whatever. But from what people are saying, it looks like um, Harbaugh to the Chargers is a strong possibility. Um, I whatever, good for him. I think the Chargers are kind of a mess. I, I think that Herbert's good, but he hasn't. It's not quite as good as I thought he'd be at this point. And, you know, Eckler's up in the air. He wasn't very good this past year, and he's going to be a free agent. So, you know, whatever. But uh, seems like that's a strong possibility. And I think I heard somebody saying today that's a good uh, source on one of the shows saying that it's pretty much going to get to the point where if it's if, if he wants the job, it's his. So. so it could be a line up there to where – if Belichick goes to the Falcons, this could all be BS in 48 hours. Who knows? But, and then you got Harbaugh of the Chargers. Uh, Seahawks got an opening. Mike Vrabel's out there. Vrabel's got to get hired by somebody because he's a top 10 coach in the NFL. This has been for the last six, seven years. So surely he'll get a gig somewhere. Uh, and then you've got, uh, let's see. Com- oh, and Commanders too. Um, that's a sneaky good job because... Um, they've got weapons on offense. They need a quarterback. I believe they've got the second pick in the draft, and they've got like eighty million, eighty million in cap room. So uh, that could be a sneaky good job. That could be one that maybe one of the good up and coming offensive coordinators gets, like a Ben Johnson or uh, something like that. I know his name's been mentioned a couple times. So uh, he's the offensive coordinator for the Lions. So that'd be a good gig for him, and that'd be good for the Commanders and the Panthers. Who the hell knows? They got uh, they're a mess. Their owners out of his mind and uh they've got a good young quarterback or at least he should be good hopefully this year didn't screw him up too bad but um so lots of uh moving parts there with all the nfl stuff but i think that uh with all these openings and things like that you haven't seen a lot of um and pete carroll even too i mean he said he might be one to get in the mix so We'll see what happens, but um, that whole Cowboys deal does not surprise me after thinking about it. And I heard like Dan Patrick this morning being like talking about, and then not even him, like somebody else that really knows what they're talking about, saying like, uh, who the hell was it? Albert Breer or something like that might have been on DP, saying how, uh, you know, Jerry's loyal to his coaches to a fault, possibly, and things like that. And that is the opposite of that, man. He keeps the ones that he knows that he'll. He can put under his thumb and be be there, be his little puppets, and he'll still get all the attention. So that, you know, I don't call that loyal, but whatever. So, um, all right, now let's see here. We've got uh, something else that was on my mind here. Um, Cardinals, more Cardinal stuff. You know, I just I can't take it. Um, they said that. Um, for now, they're going to look into it, but for now, they're not going to retire Roland's number, number 27. Um, 
They said the reason they said that they're honored that he's he's thrilled that he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer, thrilled that he's went into the Hall of Fame as a Cardinal, uh, you know, honored to have him all that stuff. But he only played forty percent of his career with the Cardinals and things like that. They need to look into some other things and blah blah blah. Okay, that is stupid for for these reasons. Um, well, for one. Bruce Sutter's up there on the on the on the wall, and he played uh, he played for the Cardinals uh, far 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 less than Scott Rowland did. That's just one thing. So I wish I was a winter warm up because somebody asked him about that, and he mentioned that I would have immediately been like, "What about Bruce Sutter?" But uh, that's one thing. Another thing is Rowland chose to go in as a Cardinal. He uh, the way he played the game, everybody some of the stuck up. Cardinal fans call the say the Cardinal way and all this good stuff make us sound like elitist. But um, if there is such a thing as a Cardinal way, Scott Rowland played like that. He played. Uh, if you're taking your son or daughter to a baseball game and they play, uh, just all you had to do was just say, "Watch number 27 for the Cardinals play," and and just play like that. That's he exemplifies uh, the way you should play the game of baseball. Perfect Cardinal in all those aspects. Uh, And again, went into the Hall of Fame and decided to go in as a Cardinal. So he should be up there on the wall. It's a no-brainer. DeWitts, don't piss us off any more than you already have. Because uh, you have this self-imposed salary cap. You, at the winter warm-up, I watched some videos. And you were a little smug about uh, being 20 games under five hundred last year. Kind of like, well, it's just a one-year thing. And... If it happens again, though, then we may have to see, you know, see what's going on and all this kind of stuff. Not really acting like it bothered you a whole lot, and that's BS. Mike Matheny got fired in 2018 or 2019 for it. Bill DeWitt Sr.'s, uh, uh, or Bill DeWitt II, the old, the old one. Just kidding. But um, he said, like, well, uh, he's been over 500 every year, but 500 is not good enough in, in this town. We want championships. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. And, okay. Well, last year we were 71 and 91 and nothing crickets. So, uh, here we are. And they were at that winter warm up, just kind of say like, well, it seems like everything could have went wrong, did go wrong. And you know, we just BS like that, you know, instead of saying like, Hey, it was unacceptable. We're going to do our best to fix it. Um, they haven't increased payroll. It's, it's, uh, it's a joke that they have an increased payroll. They're not uh, going with the times at all. And, and something else, too. Uh, you know, this whole, the DeWitts, here's the thing, too. They'll sit up there and be like, well, you know, well, we've got a model, and we've uh, we've used uh, for over two decades, and we've uh, sustained it, and we've been one of the most successful franchises, and blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's true, but not anymore. It's passed you by. Everything's passing you by. You haven't done nearly enough last year we're 20 games under 500 there's no urgency from you you uh there is a infuriating article from yahoo october of 2023 mlb's uh wealthiest owners you know who number three is on that list worth four billion bill dewitt he's worth four billion third most out of all the MLB owners. I'll repeat that. Bill DeWitt in that article in Yahoo in October of 2023 
was ranked as the third wealthiest owner in the Major League Baseball, worth $4 billion. What do you think of that, Cardinal fans? I know that most of you have seen that, but for those of you that haven't, how do you feel now about these guys? Talking about how, I mean, being so frugal and everything, acting like they don't have this, and we're, a, we're just the mid-market, we're just trying to hang in there with, with the big guys, but we can't, so we just got to draft and develop. That's the, way, that's, our, that's the only way we can do it, because we can't afford any of these guys. It's a self-imposed salary cap. Self-imposed salary cap. BS complete nonsense so uh, I guess I got slightly sidetracked with the DeWitts and all their nonsense but retire Roland's number put him up there on the wall with everybody else don't be turds about it it's a freaking no brainer um, back to them too and I think last episode I brought up how Mo I don't blame I don't blame Mo nearly as much as a lot of people do because uh, he's not going to go He's not going to get a uh, get interviewed and be like, well, you know, I wanted to do this, but the DeWitts won't let me do it. He, he can't do that. And I'll bet you that has happened so many times over the years. He got Goldie and Arenado, but it had to be, they had to be highway robbery. You know, I mean, he had to work and work and work and work to get them. But, uh, you know, that's how we get our studs. It's not through paying for them. I mean, we get them here and we try to hope that they'll take a discount most of the time. But, uh but, um, yeah, my, my thing, okay, from 1 to 10 with Mo, again, he's smug and things like that, so I, I'm, I get aggravated at him a lot, but 1 to 10, I'm about a 4 in my anger at Mo. Well, maybe a 5. But I'm, a, I'm like, a, like a 9 at, with the DeWitts because I'm just, they're, they're, it's getting old. It's getting old. If you want to keep all that money in your under your bed and not spend it on free agents, that's fine. But go to a team that... Uh, doesn't the where the fans don't really give a shit because cardinal fans do and they again they're gonna say like well look at our model look how much we've won over the years and this and that but that but it's not the same the game is changing all these things are changing and you're not you're just sitting there counting your money and not doing anything expand the payroll jeez i hate it i hate it so yeah well uh this episode has gone by quicker than I thought it was going to. But I do want to uh, remind everyone. Um, well, for one thing, I'm going to start putting uh, these clips and things like that on social media. Little clips, things like that. On TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, X. Welcome to Heath Barn. At Heath Barn Pod is, is, my, is uh, my X. Uh, well, I am on X now. So... Names, welcome to Heath Barn at Heath Barn Pod. Um, jheath2286.podbean.com. Just click on that. Go to that website. Every single episode's there. Again, this is episode 99, but the 100th should be a lot of fun. If my guests are here, it'll be a lot of fun. If they, if I find out they're not coming, then, hey, I'll, I'll think of something else that'll be fun. And I'll mix it up, too. But um, So, quick little episode here. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, episode 100. Be here for it. It'll be a lot of fun. Thank you very much for listening to Welcome to the Heath Barn. And that's that. Beep.